0: Hello, this is Mitch from Bantha Potter, just letting you know that this episode does contain spoilers for The Mandalorian Season 1. You have been warned.
1: Very sexual, if you ask me. (laughs) It's it's the closest we'll get to it in in a Star Wars children's show. Hello, and
0: welcome to our third episode of Bantha Potter, brought to you by the Yavin 3. Uh, Today we are going to be diving into a little bit of Mandalorian Season 1. So my name is
1: Mitch. And I'm Dave. And I'm Andrew. And yeah, like Mitch said, we're going to be diving into some Mando Season 1. Specifically, we're going to summarize kind of the entire first season over each episode, as well as diving into... Um, Mando, Dinjarin as a character, as well as a little bit about the child, because he's just so darn cute and you can't forget about him. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Episode one from Mandalorian season one. Um, first episode is called The Mandalorian. Very original title. Yeah, very nice. <clears throat> very good. Um, I believe this one's directed by Dave Filoni. Sounds alright. Probably. I think we can figure that out later, but here's a little summary of episode one. Five years after the fall of the Galactic Empire, a Mandalorian bounty hunter hands his latest bounty to Grief Karga. Then he accepts an under-the-table commission on the outpost world of Navarro from an enigmatic client with apparent imperial connections, directing him to track down and capture an unnamed 50-year-old target. While the client is indifferent to the target's well-being, his colleague, Dr. Pershing, insists the target be brought back alive. The Mandalorian is given a down payment of a single bar of Beskar steel, sacred to his people. He takes it to a covert Mandalorian enclave, where an armor uses it to make him a pauldron. Arriving at the planet of the target's last reported location, the Mandalorian is aided by a vapor farmer named Quill. Tired of his chaos that bounty hunters bring to the area, Quill leads him to the target's location and departs. Entering the remote and heavily defended encampment, the Mandalorian reluctantly teams up with bounty hunting droid IG-11 to clear the camp and find the quarry a child of yoda's species when ig11 attempts to kill the infant per its bounty orders the mandalorian shoots and destroys the droid taking the child alive yeah thank god that he saved the child
2: season just ends right there
0: yeah that would have been great just the first episode just all right brings it back second episode just brings it back dead and it's like okay i don't
2: think disney would have made it through the
1: uh, pandemic without the child merch (laughs) Yeah, yeah no kidding yeah, so.
0: so I mean, this is a this is a very interesting episode. I mean, it's great. It starts it off. Um, so, what kind of things do we do we see here? I mean, the Mandalorian is seen as an incredibly successful bounty hunter. I mean, it yeah. starts off with a bang. Uh, that first scene in the bar where he just goes he goes nuts on a couple dudes. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of cutting people in half, which is a little spooky.
2: But with a door. Yeah, yeah that a was door.
1: when I first saw that. Like. I was like, oh, this is what this show is going to yeah. be like? Okay. Yeah. It kind of like tricks you. It's like, this is going to be this like intense, violent show. Mm-hmm. But then you meet a baby. <laughs> then you meet a baby all in the same episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, the things that kind of stick out to me uh, is that like Mando is just known throughout the sector, right? Like yeah. he comes back to um, the planet where Navarro, I think it is, where the where the guild yeah. is on. Yeah. Um, and just like everybody knows him. He, we see him, he does multiple bounties all at once. He's not like just a, okay, go out, grab one dude and come back. Right. But you can yeah. see he's got like four or five.
2: He's the star. Yeah. He's the star bounty hunter of that guild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone looks at him when he comes in. Like, they're just like, oh, there's this guy.
2: They all kind of hate him, but they can't do anything about yeah. it. They Because they know him. he's better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you
0: can actually, in a, in a later episode uh grief actually says they all hate you mando yeah like there's this understanding that he is the top dog and there's nothing can, that anybody else can really do about it and yeah. then
1: all that to say and he sticks his finger out to a little baby <laughs> yeah yeah, it's such <laughs> to, a to grab his finger It's like such a
0: crazy turnaround within this within the first episode right yeah. like there's there's this weird shift. It's a perfect cliffhanger. Yeah. First of all, because like none of us were, I mean, I wasn't expecting to
1: see no a baby Yoda. The yeah. Child. They were really good at keeping that hidden. Right? Like that was, the whole wasn't spoiled at all. 50 years. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah throws you off. Yeah. And then, yeah. IG 11 tries to kill it. Yeah. So that goes to show that they the client that, uh, Mando is working for has a different motive than, mm. um, any other client that's looking who knows how many are looking for this child um because ig 11 tries to kill him and dr pershing or whatever his name is um wants to keep him safe and dr pershing has a little camino in badge on his arm Mm. so there's some cloning potentially to do with this child um who knows? Uh, maybe he is a clone of Yoda or he, he's a clone of something or oh. they need him for cloning to like use his midichlorians or something. Fancy. Um, But I hadn't thought of any of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There's not. And like, well, as we go through these episodes, we're going to know more and more that we don't know a lot about the child. Um, yeah. Just little things. And uh, yeah, at this point, we, ac- we actually don't even know that he's force sensitive. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. extremely force sensitive
0: perfect Dave do you
2: want to bring us through chapter 2 the child chapter 2 here we go while returning to his ship with the child the Mandalorian fights and kills a group of rival bounty hunters who ambush him nearing his ship he finds it being stripped by Jawas for parts and violently confronts them when he tries to attack their sand crawler the Jawas stun him and drop him from its roof. The following day, Queel helps him locate the Jawas and negotiate for the return of his ship's components. The Mandalorian agrees to retrieve the egg of a rhinoceros-like mudhorn in exchange for the stolen parts. He enters the mudhorn's cave, only to be hurled out by the angry beast inside, which attacks him repeatedly, damaging his armor. As the mudhorn rushes in for the kill, The child uses the force to levitate the beast, allowing the surprised Mandalorian to stab and kill it. He collects the egg and takes it to the Jawas, who crack it open and eat its yellow insides. Least favorite part of the whole series. (laughs) (laughs) With the trade complete, the Mandalorian and Quill work together to repair the ship, allowing the Mandalorian to leave the planet with the child. Yeah, the egg was pretty disgusting. Also, like the the, the size of the knife that he killed that thing with... Was just like, I was like, really? Like, yeah. Like, it's this huge beast. Yeah. Which it's maybe he like knows, maybe he knife. knows, like, the weakness the of the mud horn. Like, yeah. He, he also seemed...
1: shot it a few times. That's
2: true. That's true. Yeah. And it was just levitated. Yeah. <laughs> and, and dropped. Yeah.
1: Dude, yeah. I love the Jawa eggs. It's like a massive cream egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't love cream eggs, so it kind of grossed <laughs> me out. And I love that the entire thing was just
2: for them to get food.
1: Right. Like, it's not... I thought it was, yeah. like, this sacred thing like that they snack. were going to, like... They just like, crack yeah, it about.
2: open and start, like, eating it with Suka. their hands. <laughs> kind of, like, laughing about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's off. They just straight traded a ship for an egg. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: This episode was very... I mean, it, it's written down in our notes here, but I was even thinking about It's so Western. Oh, yeah. so Western. Like, yeah, riding robbery. along, jumping onto the train. Oh, but yeah. Not, like... Oh, uh, yeah. The so music. Cool. And, yeah, it, the Jawas are, like... I mean the old cowboy and Indian type, uh, trope, trope, Whatever. and the the natives of the land and and they are like trying to make a deal with them and yeah, it's just straight out of a western. Yeah, it's so, so cool. it's really
0: interesting. Uh, in a in a couple
1: episodes here, we're
0: gonna be talking a little bit about how Mando interacts with Tusken Raiders. But as you were just reading that, this this makes me think that like, it's interesting how he interacts with these jawas right because at this point they messed with his plan yeah and they messed with his money and his bounty
1: he kind of sees them as as just scum he's and like he's what are right up. yeah like
0: he goes and he disintegrates like five or six of them yeah, yeah. no questions asked
1: probably didn't need to use that gun <laughs> Yeah, but he did
0: so yeah and i think it just it, it just really shows that continual yeah that I would argue this is the most westerny mm-hmm. themed cowboy outlaw episode.
1: Yeah. And as soft as we see him in the last like frame of the first episode, you're like, oh no, this guy is
2: just yeah. doing it for the credits. The first frame yeah. of this
0: episode is him killing bounty hunters.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The like waves of his values throughout yeah. the show yeah. are so interesting.
1: Yeah. And we'll, we'll tap into it in, in later episodes uh, as we go through, but like he's kind of a man of many codes like he's got mm-hmm. like the the bounty hunter code as well as the mando mandalorian code and then he's got this like deep family code almost like um or like a love for orphans yeah like the, the, the lost resonates with them with yeah. him um which yeah in the next episode uh you see a bit of his um yeah flashbacks to that but
2: and it's interesting just to see the shifting of those codes and how yeah. certain ones take priorities over others at, at different times. Yeah.
1: And then one wins in the end. Yeah. What is it? We'll see.
0: So this episode is also very interesting. We need to talk a little bit about the child. As this is one of very few yeah. episodes where we see the child use the force. Yeah.
2: Um well and it's like potentially most almost, like, shocking use of the force. Yeah. Like, it levitates a beast that's... Massive. Like, insanely large. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's running super fast. (laughs) It's huge. And, yeah, it just, like, lifts him up. Mm -hmm. Her up. I guess it's a mother. Yeah. But... It's so, like... But
0: my my big question is, why? Why does the child do it? Why does he... Like, um, immediately, there's some sort of connection... Between yeah. the child and Mando.
1: Because I, mean, I think we can extrapolate from the first episode that the child has probably been in, uh, like, the hands of at least one other bounty hunter or at least one other, like, person who wants it. So, like, does it always connect to the person it's with? Or yeah. is Mando this, like... What makes Mando different? Yeah. He, like, shows this, like, sympathy towards the child. Uh, and you the, see that later that yeah. it is,
2: like... Does it sense something? Yeah. Yeah. Is that Manda. force?
1: Like, is that the force or is that just like a familial connection already? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. And I mean, like I'm, I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself.
0: I mean, I am because it's in a different episode, but um, when Mando goes back, I think it's in the next one uh, to get more of his armor forged. Yeah. Um, The armor asks if he has a signet yet. He says, or or where does he where did he get the the damage? And talks about the mud horn and asks, right. is this your signet? Um, and he's like, no, it wasn't a clean kill. My enemy helped me. Right. Yeah. He's still yeah. He's he, like, still
1: viewing the child as an
0: enemy. Yeah. At, at least like trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, Convincing yeah, himself. it's like, <laughs> yeah. why why did your enemy help you? Oh, yeah. I never he thought didn't about that. Know that it was my enemy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's still like processing this like deep mm-hmm. connection with this
1: but he this understands yeah. that the child is still a child he's like yeah it doesn't know that it's my enemy like yeah it's just a child exactly yeah. well
2: Andy sees his bounties as his enemy
1: right yeah which is so interesting yeah you think that it would just be like it's just my bounty but well, to him it's like no it's my enemy and
2: does he have to see them that way to be able to participate in that world? right mm. without
1: emotions and yeah
2: yeah you have to other everything that you're yeah. killing or bringing in to be killed.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a code that
2: he has to break Yeah, at some point.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to the third episode, um, which is The Sin, directed by Deborah Chow. Queen. <clears throat> so in this one, the Mandalorian uh, delivers the child to the client on Navarro navarro and collects the bounty of 20 bars of best car steel uncharacteristically the mandalorian asks about the client's plans for the child but is told it is none of his concern he leaves before conflict arises returning to the mandalorian enclave the mandalorian has his damaged armor replaced and weapons upgraded by the armorer who forges a full kar- uh form what from most of the best car steel. <laughs> while the remainder goes to support Mandalorian foundling children, uh, like himself. The Mandalorian accepts a new job from Grief Karga and prepares his ship to depart. Feeling guilty for abandoning the child to the Empire, he turns back to attack the client's base, killing most of the stormtroopers guarding it. He rescues the child from Dr. Pershing's laboratory, where it, has been, where it is being experimented on, but chooses not to kill the doctor. On the way back to his ship, the Mandalorian is ambushed by other bounty hunters and Grief Karga, who demand that he hand over the child. He refuses, and a firefight breaks out. Outnumbered and cornered, the Mandalorian is able to escape only when other Mandalorians arrive from the Enclave, attacking the bounty hunters and allowing him to reach his ship with the child.
1: The Ooh. little ball. Turning point. The little uh, ball on like the shifter gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he, like, hands to, that's at the very beginning of the episode, he, like, the baby's reaching for it, and then he, like, takes it off and gives it to him. Yeah. And then later on, that's, like, what reminds him, that part got me, man. <laughs> he just, like, picks up the ball, and he's just, you could just see him, like, almost, like, oh. oh crap.
2: What did yeah. I do? Like, oh, that's just like, a child. Like, what did I do? And now I know what I have to go do, and yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but yeah he's, like, he's so conflicted. In that one moment, just like, I have to do this. Yeah. Like, that's where, like, the familial
2: code takes over. Like, yeah. the bounty hunter code. It's like, oh. Well, yeah, the bounty hunter code kind of falls away at that point, right? Yeah.
1: Because yeah. he goes against a bunch of other bounty hunters. So like,
0: yeah. I mean, it falls away pretty pretty early as well when he, like, asks about
1: yeah.
2: the plans. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like starting to crack.
1: He's already, yeah, like, oh, like, I need to know more about this. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did I do this? What? What do they want with it? Because, yeah, when they bring the child, they just take the child away. Like, yeah. it's quick. It's it's this like job. It's not. Yeah, here's a child. Hey, can you tell me let's, about what happened? Like, let's say goodbye. Yeah, it's yeah. like take it, <laughs> kiss, kiss. into the laboratory.
2: Yeah, here's mm. your Beskar steel. Go. Leave. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, little interesting tidbit. The th- the thing that they put the Beskar steel in yeah is uh mitch might know what this is but the uh the guy runs in empire strikes back with that like ice cream machine oh that's that oh <laughs> they brought it back for that and it's the cool. originally the prop in empire strikes back oh, and it that's was like sweet. this ice cream maker and he was running with it oh. in empire strikes back and people at star wars celebration always dress up as that random character and they oh, run through great. the the con with like this ice cream maker that's really hard to find and uh Hmm. so they use that that as like the thing to put the beskar steel in which is a little interesting tidbit they're always all these little things are dropping into all the episodes that yeah get those uh it's like the perfect fan um fan service it's great but yeah this is a big yeah turning point for mando definitely goes against his codes and he's like it's all prioritizing yeah Mm -hmm. what do i
2: which codes supersede others yeah yeah.
0: I yeah. feel
1: like we've kind of talked a lot
0: about this episode already about right. like through the our, our other discussions. Yeah. It's just like this this whole yeah, changing of his priorities.
1: This is the episode where we see a bit of his flashback too. So you yep. get a bit of his family. Right. During and the also why process. he hates droids. Like he's it's yep. during the clone wars. Um he's his family like, is
0: killed by droids. Yeah.
1: And then he gets saved by some Mandalorian. Mhm who we don't know who it is but saves him um and that like uh that viewpoint that he looks up and sees the mandalorian is like very similar to the child when yeah. the child is being saved by din or mando um and so you kind of like get that uh, parallel like yeah. oh he's he sees this like foundling this orphan
2: um much like himself yeah um, well even like he's found in this like compartment or whatever and a yeah. Mandalorian opens a door and he's like down there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, f- when he first is introduced to the child, he's a Mandalorian now. Yeah. And true. he like opens this egg thing. and yeah. It's like very, like they're very similar. Very big
1: parallel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Yeah. Episode four. Let's do it. This was called sanctuary, not the sanctuary. One of, two episodes that don't have the the we'll be we'll we'll uh tweet dave filoni about that one and john favreau (laughs) um directed by bryce dallas howard Mm -hmm. beautiful arriving on the sparsely populated forest planet Sorgon, the mandalorian encounters ex-rebel shock trooper turned mercenary cara dune Following a short brawl, Dune explains that she is hiding after taking early retirement and asks the Mandalorian to leave. While he prepares his ship, two desperate fishermen approach, offering to hire him to drive off a band of Klotunian raiders. He accepts the job in exchange for lodging, using their credits to enlist Dune's help. At the village, they are housed by Omera, a widowed mother. The Mandalorian confides in her that no one has seen him without his helmet since childhood, when his tribe took him in as an orphan. Despite discovering that the raiders have an old Imperial AT-ST, the villagers refuse to leave, so the Mandalorian and Dune train them to defend themselves. They provoke the raiders at night, with Dune luring the AT-ST into a trap for the Mandalorian to blow up and forcing the remaining raiders to flee. With peace restored, the Mandalorian plans to leave the child in the village, but a guild bounty hunter tracks it down and is killed by Dune. Realizing that neither the village nor the child would be safe, the Mandalorian departs with the child big romance in this one right up my alley baby i love it i i love the whole uh mandalorian omera relationship and i hope we see more of it but i don't think we will um but I, i think it just shows like the softness of of din and like he i mean he almost reveals himself to her like he almost takes off his helmet which we know that it's not a thing that mandalorian do Right. At least he at least doesn't his, like <laughs> Creed, yeah. Yeah. Um very sexual if you ask me. <laughs> it's uh it's for it's the closest we'll get to it in a in a Star Wars children's That's show. That's true. It's season but 1 at least. Season 1. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next season's going to be on HBO Max and we're good to go. Um, oh,
0: no. The nudity warning before every episode. <laughs>
1: um, but like, yeah, it's like the idea. And we talked about this in the past episode about Kylo and Vader. But like the masked person is like very, it's masking their emotions. Yeah. It's masking their um, humanness, their humanity. Um, and he almost reveals that part to her and like, and then doesn't. Yeah. Yeah but and then he even like sits there and he he's like well yeah i have to eat like so you know that he does take it off but it's not in front of people that's the big part is that like Mm -hmm. you don't take off your mask in front of other people um which is so interesting and it's so interesting when you watch like rebels knowing that like 30 plus years before this there there are mandalorians taking off their helmets yes just at will yeah so like what is with this like sect yeah. of Mandalorian that mm. they stick so much to the creed. Um, and it's kind of like, I, I guess him as someone who was rescued by Mandalorian is like, he has a respect for that. Like, Idolizes yeah, them. Yeah. Probably. So maybe it could just be like, that's why he's with them because yeah. he's like so fanatic about Mandalorian. Like mm. the way this is the way, like, you know, you don't even hear that at all. In all Clone Wars, Rebels, this is the way. Like, right? Yeah. It's it's this
2: different group. Hmm. Well, and this is after the purge by yeah. the Empire yeah. on yeah. Mandalore. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. You kind of see, like, it's almost like the the armor and his creed. Like, there's this sense of duty and security that come with it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. in this episode, he's fighting with. The vulnerability, it's like, yeah. There's romance, and there's also just this desire to, like, stay there and yeah. just like rest, and, and just not only actually for, let himself be happy,
1: right? Not only for himself, but he's there's a bit of him that wants it for the child too, yeah. Because yeah. there's a moment where he decide, like, is trying to decide if he just leaves the child there on its own, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the the plan until a Bounty Hunter shows yeah. up. And um, there is there is also it's interesting to note that there is there is a time
0: jump in there yeah like it wasn't he wasn't there for like two days it's like a couple weeks but there's like a couple
2: week jump that that happens at the end yeah well and so like we see at the beginning this bounty hunter who then encounters this child who's now breaking down his bounty hunter bounty hunter code yeah Yeah. and now he gets this point where he might be able to let a lot of that go yeah but then he has to hold on to it for the sake of the child to actually yeah. protect the child,
0: because a bounty hunter shows up, yeah, tries to eliminate the child, yeah, and all that like, I guess fear yeah. would have rushed back, right? Yeah, because if there's if there's two or three weeks of him chilling, eating shrimp, yeah, in a swamp, yeah, blue like, shrimp, yeah, that's yeah. like sweet. Yeah. But then like a couple weeks go by, the
2: child almost dies. Yeah. yeah, well, it's almost like he. Like, leaves behind the bounty hunter code. So now there's no reason to be this, like, super great warrior bounty hunter. Um, But then now he's picking that mantle back up out of, like, love. Mm. So he's like, I can't leave this child. I have to keep going until this child is safe. And again, so he's, like, connecting to that, like, Mandalorian Mm -hmm. creed of, like, this is my family essentially i have to return it to wherever right i love the atst
1: in this episode yeah it's like i love that it's almost like uh the red windows it's like has like a its own mind like (laughs) like you know there's Mm. like obviously there's a clatoonian is that what they're called clatoonian yeah um there's like a clatoonian inside of it obviously driving it but it almost is like this beast oh yeah it's like so uh natural even though it's like this this obviously it's an atst we know that those are controlled in a like, forest yeah. yeah but it's like this beast that comes in and like tries to tear down their village and it's like it's a very natural episode even mm-hmm. the unnatural things are like framed as natural yeah um and I mean, it really kinda,
0: shows kind of like the whole goal of star wars to make a lived in universe right
1: yeah exactly and it's also like for the mando himself he's never been in like that kind of world before he's always been underground or bounty hunting very like artificial just going out and like robotic basically and then right he finds this like natural farm landscape where like he could reside and it's peaceful and like his child has friends to play with mm-hmm. <laughs> like daddy mando can just lay back and yeah. take off his helmet and drink tea and just hang uh, out but um
2: it's like recognizing that Oh, this is actually the good life.
1: Or not tea, bone broth.
2: Bone broth.
1: (laughs) Thank you for this episode, uh, Mandalorian creators, for that one gif of uh, Baby Yoda drinking (laughs) the bone broth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, My wife painted that. That's great. Amazing.
2: All right. Episode five. Episode five. Dave. That's me. Also, Dave Filoni directed this one. Dave Filoni directed this one. The Gunslinger. The Mandalorian defeats a pursuing bounty hunter in a dogfight. He lands his damaged ship at a nearby repair dock run by mechanic Peli Motto in Moise Isley on Tatooine. He seeks work in a cantina to pay for the repairs, meeting aspiring bounty hunter Toro Calican, who's tracking elite mercenary and assassin Fennec Shand. Calican needs to catch Shand to join the guild, and the Mandalorian agrees to help when Calican offers to let him keep the money. They capture Shand in the desert, but she destroys one of their speeder bikes, so the Mandalorian goes to get a back they passed for transportation. While Calican watches Shand, she tells him that the Mandalorian betrayed the guild, making the bounty on him and the child worth more than hers. Shand offers to help Calican capture the Mandalorian if he sets her free, but he shoots her instead and rides the remaining speeder bike to the repair dock, taking Motto and the child hostage. The Mandalorian arrives, using a flare to disorient Calacan and kills him. He takes Calacan's money to pay Motto for the repairs, thanking her before leaving Tatooine. Out in the desert, a mysterious figure approaches Shan's body. Ooh.
0: Bum bum bum. I remember when this episode first came out, everybody was convinced it was
1: Boba Fett. I know. Is it, though? We still don't know. Don't know. Like, because you get the little of like his uh stir like uh what's it on on the back of your boot spurs which he has but also cad bane i think has i'm i mean i'm i think it's boba i think it's moff gideon oh it
0: could be as well yeah i'm pretty sure it's moff that's my but um I because that just
1: makes more sense in the in the grand scheme of the first season i love the first scene it's so original trilogy like the they're like flying oh yeah it's so uh practical effects yeah <laughs> when they blow up it's like just like the classic star wars explosion yeah and That's i think awesome. they used i think in the behind the scenes they talk about how they used like the practical effects for that part which is super cool yeah across the entire season they're very big on the practical effects mm-hmm. very cool and oh we haven't even talked about the
0: the volume the volume yeah so well, cool that'll be different yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, this one, our big takeaway that we noticed. Watching um, it the second time. Watching it the second time. And I had mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Jawas that there is a there's a growth, and we see that growth in Mando's story here mm-hmm. as he interacts with Tusken Raiders at a point. It's not in the synopsis, but um, at one point in the dunes of Tatooine, Mando and this uh, little gun, gunslinger boy, calican calican come across han solo wannabe yeah come across some Tusken raiders and calican is like just shoot them and get on with our way yeah. right
2: but yeah Mando. they're this like irritant like just yeah yeah
0: yeah but mando's just like no like this is their, their land. land this is their territory we are the intruders yeah they're essentially indigenous
2: to this planet
0: yeah and he recognizes that and then just communicates with them in their own
1: language. Yeah. Which is like, why does he know how to communicate with Tusken Raiders? Yeah, you don't see that anywhere yeah. else in Star Wars. Yeah. Like someone else speaking Tusken Raider, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Which is super cool. Um, yeah. yeah, he's got this respect for indigenous people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which like, yeah, at the beginning, maybe he did respect the Jawas until they maybe he's more Tore of like a ship a, apart is you you don't talk to me i don't talk to you and we'll be fine yeah. um, with them but in this he realizes he has to go through their land and yeah he could just shoot them he probably could they could probably both take them yeah um but he decides to like respect them and respect their land and which is so funny because they're like in any of the movies tuscan raiders are just like scum yeah they i mean they kill anakin's mom they um they yeah anakin goes through and just slaughters them all like that's them right yeah 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 Yeah. so it's like this first time you see like almost a humanity in the tuscan raiders which is really interesting yeah Um, well something
0: that i've i've kind of noticed especially on the second plate a second watch through um is just mando's philosophy is shoot second right like he never yeah he rarely ever takes the first like shot. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the Jaw was they mess with him, now I'm going to go mess with you. Or like Tuscan Raiders, it's like if the Tuscan Raiders would have come out shooting, right. it would have been different. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely he's very composed across the entire yeah. like se- season is that he's like this very composed trained person. He doesn't act on like instinct. Yeah he's very impulse yeah on impulse it's very like let's think through this first um and then uh decide what we want to do like yeah um other than that this episode was in my mind a bit of a throwaway Mm. um i think it's kind of just like a filler episode i don't think you get much out of like the child isn't even there really didn't care for the entire time
2: most of the episode
1: you get a little i guess some background information on like oh there are other bounty hunters out there um you get this like idea that they have to like enter the guild yeah which is kind of cool um and you have to like get your first kill or your first like bounty big bounty yeah um and he takes on this like crazy bounty like the one that like no one can get (laughs) this like young gunslinger takes on this like wild bounty and realizes oh shoot he's way over his head
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's way over his head but he's also kind of smart like he's not he's not a like idiot
1: no and he's like like, you take
2: all the money yeah i get to just be in the guild like that's all i want he just wants the status even when shand is like hey man they're worth more Uh, than me yeah like let's go hunt them together he's like why would we do that i can kill you take your bounty yeah and then i can go kill them and take their bounty and now he gets the
1: status and the yeah. money
2: yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah gets mega status he probably gets the top 3 bounties yeah
0: too bad he's a bit Up of a there. wiener.
2: yeah
1: i love the uh, the pit droids in yeah the, uh, so cool little, brings
2: me back I love those little pit but droids but again mando still in this episode as a droid yeah
1: is he like kick one i don't know he or yeah. he like they like try to come and talk to him and he's just like nah
2: where is your owner? <laughs> yeah, anyone here? Like, even if it's impractical, like, it could be way yeah. quicker for them to fix the ship. Oh yeah, right. He's like, no, I don't trust him. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the cantina in this episode allows droids in now, which we we know from the original trilogy that that cantina didn't allow droids. So like, there's like this time pass where droids are more respected in the galaxy, and he's still very anti-droid, which is so yeah. interesting. All right. Moved to episode six. Let's do it. The Prisoner. Is this me?
0: This Is that you?
2: No, it's you. It's me, Midge, I think. Oh, yeah. go for it, Midge.
0: It's me, and I can tell because I also have to pronounce Rick again. Right. Uh, this one is directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Uh, Did you find the, uh, the no? pronunciation? No, but uh, I'm just trying to go phonetically, and Rick, I know you're listening. I greatly
1: apologize. We're so sorry, Rick. Um, you're doing great. Great job. Uh,
0: the Prisoner. Episode 6, Chapter 6. The Mandalorian contacts his former partner, Ran Malk, for work. Ran welcomes him to his space station and informs the Mandalorian that he needs a ship for a five man job. He is joined by ex Imperial sharpshooter Mayfeld, Devorian strongman Berg, droid pilot Q90, and a twi'lek knife expert, Xian. Ix- Xian? Yeah. We're just yeah. going to go with
1: it. Christian. Christian. <laughs>
0: for a mission to rescue christian's brother kin a prisoner of the new republic after infiltrating the prison ship they fight through security droids and make it to the control room where the ship's security uh chef chief triggers a security beacon before being killed by christian uh the crew rescues kin but double crosses the mandalorian classic he escapes and defeats each crew member then captures kin uh, Q90 finds the child after deciphering the archive transmission from Grief Karga, but is shot by the Mandalorian before he can harm him. The Mandalorian delivers Quinn, Kin to Ran there's a lot of names in this one, <laughs> and departs with his payment. Ran immediately moves a Fighter to kill the Mandalorian, but discovers the New Republic Beacon has been placed on Kin, leading a trio of X-Wings to Ran's station where they attack. In the final scene, Mayfeld, Burg, and Ixion christian are revealed to be locked in a cell of the prison transport having been spared by the mandalorian
1: my personal favorite episode
0: my personal throwaway episode it's, which is hey
1: let's you stay positive it? guys okay. it's great. um <laughs> it's the, yeah this episode is it kind of just shows off how like badass mando is yeah. he's just very he knows how to accomplish things yeah. And what's like really cool is that you think he killed them all and then in the end he actually just trapped them, uh, trapped all. them all so like he's very good at completing what he wants to complete he's right. not messy he's like i'm'm I'm, I just want to like put these people in a cell and that's gonna happen yeah
2: well and throughout all that he places the tracking beacon or whatever on yeah kin yeah and Which then is so cool yeah the yeah. ending of that episode i I do really love. A lot of the episode, I was like, this is just great. We get to see Mando be awesome. It's kind of a scary episode, too. It's intense. Like, when the uh, lights
1: are flashing and he's coming closer and closer and closer. It's like,
2: almost horror. Yeah, (laughs) And you have all these, like, really talented people that he takes out, and it really emphasizes how frighteningly skilled he is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, for the same reasons that Andrew uh wasn't a huge fan of of the last one. Uh I mean there's like barely any
1: baby Yoda in this one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um you just kind of see like oh other people want him. Yeah. The I loved uh,
0: every episode. More people want him.
1: Bill Burr's character in this. Hmm. Uh, Mayfield, he's like the the other human. Yeah. yeah. Um
2: yeah, he's Maybe like the squad leader. Yeah.
1: He's just like it's the first person you see be very um like not careful with uh the child right and like you see that later on with those stormtroopers but like you see, even even with mando's mask on he's just like oh shoot like what are you doing to my child like yeah and they drop him and like that part made me cry <laughs> just kidding but like just like the child falling and crying and you're like oh crap like these people
2: don't give a, a darn tootin about this child darn they just like yeah. Well, and that's Mando's world. Like people like that are Mando's world. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that he comes
1: from this, like Yeah, you see more about his past. Like he oh, what was he doing with these people? Mm-hmm. Like was this his crew that he's been with her a long time? Um, Gian Christian, whatever her name is, is like ex lover of some sort.
2: At least she says. Yeah. Like, or she just likes to irritate him and knows how to do it. Exactly.
1: Like very weird world that he was in. Um, yeah. and now they see him it's like it's like uh you're in high school and you're in the, like the party crowd and then like you come to the 5 year reunion and you have a baby. <laughs> and people are like wait what? Like you were like this like hardcore.
2: Yeah. You have morals now?
1: Yeah, what is the what is happening? And like he try he knows that before he even goes into it. He's like I'm going to hide this child. Like I right. know these people are not going to be good for this yeah. this yeah. child. I'm going to hide him in this closet and then they find him. Um very very interesting dynamic. And then yeah, the ending with the uh, the three X wings, X wings with the, oh. the Dave Filoni, Rick, yeah. Deborah Chow, great little ending there, little yeah, Easter egg. And then yeah, Ran like, but he, are they he, the pilots? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh man, so cool. I
2: totally missed that. So cool. Um, right over my
1: head. And then Ran when he like, he, that guy has like zero morals. He's like, I'm just going to try to get money basically, and he's like, uh, saves Quinn, and then they fly off, and he's like going to blow him up and then the other tracking beacons on them so yeah. very like just yeah shows the world that mando was in just like zero morals yeah it's for the money it's for the status yeah and he has he has mando gotten any money since the beginning i he, mean yeah he, he got, got the money to, to, he got and he got the money to take care of um the atst but he used it to buy
2: caradun's it time. wasn't a lot of money yeah right and, and he then used he that. got
1: all the money from the
0: hotshot bounty hunter guy, and then gave it to the to the woman, the the mechanic.
2: Yeah.
1: So he's like very much like, oh, this guy's not in it for the money, at least nope. not anymore.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have necessarily a lot of, um, like, he's not rich. Yeah. He's got a lot of wealth though. Yeah. He's got a ship. Well, and you and like
1: you think his ship's really nice and sick but then the people comment on it and they're kind of like oh like the mechanic is like oh this could use some work like yeah it's it's not great
2: but even within the ship like the weaponry he has the Mm -hmm. um what is it the carbon freezing yeah device that he has yeah you don't see that anywhere else as like this like
1: portable carbon freezer yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: i mean mitch and i talked about it it's like his home yeah right yeah he doesn't have a home yeah besides the uh He's got, like, a really cool motorhome.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Such a dad. Yeah. Such a dad. He's got, like, an RV. That's so funny. Oh, man. Episode 7. Yeah, last two episodes. The Reckoning. Another the... The Mandalorian receives a message from Grief Karga, whose town on Navarro has been overrun by ex-Imperial troops led by the client. Karga proposes that the Mandalorian use the child as bait in order to kill the client and free the town. In return, Karga will square things with the guild, which would allow the Mandalorian and the child to live in peace. Sensing a trap, the Mandalorian recruits Cara Dune and Quill to assist him, and Quill brings a rebuilt and pre-programmed IG-11 to protect the child. They meet Karga and his associates, but are attacked by flying creatures... During the journey to the town, Karga is injured, but the child uses the force to heal his wound. In return, Karga kills his associates and confesses his original plan to shoot the Mandalorian and take the child to the client. Karga pretends that Dune has captured the Mandalorian, while Quill returns the child to the ship. During the meeting, Moff Gideon's troops open fire on the building and kill the client and his bodyguards, trapping the Mandalorian, Karga, and Dune Mm. inside. Gideon arrives, demanding the child. In the desert, two scout troopers intercept the Mandalorian's communications and track Quill, killing him before he can reach the ship and taking the child. Very intense episode. Yeah. Yeah, so since there's not a lot of child stuff anywhere else, we could probably just focus on the child a little bit in this episode. Um, You see the child, like, protect Mando um, when Mando and Kara Dune are... Just, like, arm arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. And the child's like don't touch my dad and yeah. starts force choking her which is very interesting because the force choking as we know is a dark side thing but he's not trained yeah so he's just like using the force he's just at least we don't know we don't think he's trained yeah but, just an innate ability to do he's just like whatever i'm just gonna i have an attachment to this mando guy yeah. i need to save him because he's obviously being hurt by this person Boom, right force choke and like you're like oh He's got power. Like that's interesting because like he spent a lot of time with Kara as well. Yeah. Like this this person isn't new to the child. Yeah. It's like an auntie or something (laughs) at this point. But like he's like, no, my my priority, the child's only priority is Mandalorian. Is keeping Mando alive. Yeah. He's like yeah, to him, I- I'd love to like hear uh, the child's thoughts. Like, I feel like he's like, he thinks he's like the protector <laughs> for Mando. <Yeah. laughs> like, he's just following him around like as his bodyguard. And that's how yeah. he sees himself. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I saved you from the mudhorn. Now saved you from this lady. Like, um, And then later in the episode, you see him force heal. Yeah. Which you don't see anywhere else in Star Wars, except for the next day when Rise of Skywalker comes out, which is really interesting. Um, right yeah this episode came out like yeah. the week or the day before rise of skywalker forgot about that and oh, then all yeah. of a sudden force healing is now this thing in star wars which is super cool um but obviously i think that was planned but um to kind of ease you into the idea Easy, that force healing yeah. is a thing but yeah really Make c-
2: you accept that baby yoda can do it yeah. and then when it's done and <laughs> by ray yeah you're like mm. oh, okay i guess yeah. i'm okay with it now. yeah
1: it's not just out of the blue yeah um but very cool seeing the child do this like Power that is seemingly difficult to do and yeah. takes a toll on you, so it's like uh, a sacrifice of its own. Like you're sacrificing right. your own, yeah. like health and power to transfer into this um other person. So, like a turning point for the child, kind of.
2: Yeah. Well, and yeah. It's, it's positive. Like you yeah. see both sides of the force in this child in yeah. this episode, right? Right. Like it is force choking someone, and now it's healing someone. Yeah.
1: But the, and even the force choking is like
2: not necessarily a dark thing. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Like it may be in the past we've seen it only as dark, but he's protecting his,
2: his loved one. Right. Well, and the child's a child. So it might not necessarily know, like it's it's not going to know ethics. Yeah, exactly. It might not even know there's choking someone or what choking someone like. Yeah. Right. It's 50, but (laughs) 50
1: year old child. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, but like, Mitch, you pointed out that, like, Mando needs his friends.
2: Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Yeah, in this I episode. mean,
0: if we go back one episode, the prisoner, Mando, super badass, works alone. He has these people who he, he had worked with in the past, doesn't need them. Takes them all out. Takes them all
2: out. One yeah. by one, methodically.
0: Yeah. And then here it's like, okay, I need to do something. And I, he knows when he's outgunned. And it's just like mm-hmm. I need I need my friends. I need my my acquaintances, accomplices. People I can trust. Yeah. Anybody that he yeah, that he can trust, right? Like so throughout this this season, there's this he I I would assume he trusts his Mandalorian people yeah. in the in the enclave.
1: But yeah. then but he, they're, even they're like, just Navarro. barely because, like, or they're on Navarro. They're yeah. also, like, kind of a jerk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, um, he doesn't really have anyone that he can fully put his trust in except for the child. Yeah. Um. Until now, he's like, oh, I have these friends. Yeah. That Cara I, And
2: Quill. And, like, there are also, like, two of the characters who've interacted with the child yeah. who treat the child like a, with kindness. Yeah. Like a right. child. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah,
1: and even even this episode, you see him very methodical still. Like, it's still a very big trait in him is to be methodical. Like, it's not, let's go in guns a um, and kill all these stormtroopers and and the clients. Like, he's very much like, okay, you're going to take the child into safety. First and foremost, let's take care of the child. Then let's go in and pretend that we're giving them the child or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But, like, still very
2: methodical. Like, this guy is trained in what he's doing he's so good at prioritizing things yeah <laughs> like, i wish i was that good at just in a moment being like this is number one this is number two right this is number three this is how everything's gonna work yeah and like from episode two on it's always the child
1: first yeah yeah it always at least ends up being like the child that's first. his priority yeah exactly and it's beautiful daddy daddy mando yeah um Anything else in this episode? I mean, uh, we did Quill. not mention this one was directed by Deborah Chow. Queen no. again. Uh, Quill sadly passes away in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, I have
2: spoken. Wrecked me. I know. I was, moment of silence I for I Quill. I, I like cried when that happened the first time I watched. Oh it. yeah, it was like, very bad. I was silence wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we all cried. That's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um It yeah. is a turning point for Mando in some yeah. ways, though. Oh, oh yeah. Going I, into I, Episode Eight. Yeah. Because he hasn't trusted that IG unit. Yeah, and it's interesting. Because Quill reprogrammed it. Yeah, you see It's him a nurse droid now. It identifies as a nurse droid, which is And he still doesn't trust it. Yeah, it's like this bounty hunting droid, identifies as a nurse droid. Yeah. Still doesn't trust it. Taika. Yeah.
1: Gotta trust Taika. Come on. Yeah. Have you seen what we do in the shadows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could not trust Taika.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, and I, I, I love that. Dynamic of the droid and Mando. Yeah. Going into episode eight. Going into episode great. eight. Because, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that right now, but. Yeah. Should we just go into Let's episode eight? Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel like these episodes I always get mixed up that they are two different episodes.
2: Yeah. yeah. This I one's also the
0: longest by a good chunk. Yeah. yeah. By like 10 it's minutes. like 50 or minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Episode eight Redemption. IG 11 rescues the child from the scout troopers. Gideon warns Karga. Dune, and the Mandalorian that they face certain death unless they agree to assist him. IG-11 arrives and breaks a standoff, but Gideon injures the Mandalorian. The child uses the force to deflect an attacking stormtrooper's flamethrower back on him. The Mandalorian sends the others through a sewer grate with the child to find help from the Mandalorian enclave, while IG-11 removes his helmet to tend to a head injury. Joining the others, the Mandalorian finds the covert Group of Mandalorians dead or escaped, except for the Armorer. She tasks him to care for the foundling child like his own, discover its origins, and return it to its kind. The Armorer fashions the Mandalorian his own signet and gives him a jetpack. The group is ferried down an underground lava river, but when they are ambushed by stormtroopers, IG 11 self destructs to eliminate the enemy. Gideon attacks in a TIE fighter. And the Mandalorian uses the jetpack to bring the craft down, but m- the moth survives and cuts himself out of the ship with the Darksaber. The Mandalorian leaves with the child while Karga and Dune stay behind.
1: I never realized that they stay behind at the end. Like, yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be like this group now, but I'm sure we'll see them again, but
0: yeah. Man, what an
2: episode though. Yeah. Yeah. So many... There's a lot of stuff in this episode. So
1: much cliffhanger, so much, like, also so many endings to so many characters. I feel Um,
0: like we could do a whole episode
1: just on
2: this episode. episode. When we just watched this recently, so I remember so many of the small, quirky details, like the two scout troopers just trying to shoot at the can or whatever in the desert and just... And, like, hitting
1: the child. Yeah, just... I remember Twitter was going nuts that day. Oh like, yeah,
0: <laughs> just that, hating Those actors on them. were getting just like yeah. I think wasn't Jason Bateman
1: on. or someone one of the scout troopers. I don't know. Like some like famous uh, comedian was one. Like this was the two scout troopers. They were both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just getting hated on. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get uh, Moff Gideon a little bit more of his story barely. Yeah. Um, He's we know this, that like, he was part of the Mandalorian Purge. Yeah. And he's like this, he's a leader of this Imperial, like, group that's still a thing, even yeah. after...
2: Well, an Imperial cell. Yeah. Right. And, like, so yeah. you know that there's still these, like, yeah, Imperial Kinda cells. Kind of like Rebel cells during the Empire.
1: Yeah. And they're like, because now they're the minority, but they are still, like, thriving in these, like, in the wild space. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, yeah, he has the Darksaber. saber like what all of a sudden you're like wait a second yeah. last person we saw who had dark saber was bo-katan yeah in rebels it's like what happened between then and that like yeah how did he get it and like also very ballsy of the creators to use the dark saber in like such a right in a main like people i'm sure most people who watched um uh, mandalorian i mean it drew a lot of crowds who didn't even really like star wars um to see this like black lightsaber at the end and they're just yeah. like okay what is that, that i mean like like i'm an huge, actual sword yeah. yeah yeah
0: i'm a huge star wars fan when i watched the mandalorian the
1: first time when it first came out i didn't know what the darksaber was because yeah, i hadn't right. watched either. rebels right right i only yeah i only knew it from rebels so you barely see it in rebels that much like yep. it's mostly explored in clone wars a little bit in rebels um yeah. so i was like oh what the heck like from rebels which is like yeah most people haven't watched yeah um very cool though and like uh Yeah, we're gonna do a little bit of uh
0: at least in an episode coming up, we're hoping to talk about the Darksaber, kinda yeah. like leading up to season two. Kind of the history of the Darksaber. Yeah, so for for people who don't understand how important this this thing is.
1: Yeah. To, basically it's this to relic Mandalorian culture. Yeah, it's like this Mandalorian relic, basically. Um, and whoever holds it is basically the leader of the Mandalorians.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 as important as like Indiana Jones, the Holy grail or the Ark of the covenant. Like it's, it's one thing and there's only one of them and it's full of
1: like power and mystery and like Darth Maul had it at one point. Yeah. So like it's been, it's been around. It's very, very cool. Um, but yeah, IG very heartwarming moment, but also sad, um, sacrifices himself for his friends. Uh, yeah. by self-destructing and it's kind of this callback to the uh the first episode where he kept wanting to self-destruct because he knew he couldn't um be captured be captured um and it's like he still has that in him yeah. and but he uses it for good instead of just like a cop-out well <laughs> mm-hmm. and
2: mando's like kind of heartbroken yeah like, yeah. He's like he's, don't do it he's like you can't do this like i need you to take care of this child yeah
1: yeah and yeah, he was hoping that he would like kind of be like okay now you can take the child yeah
2: like, you're the you're the like
0: caregiver to nurse. the child yeah <laughs> but then yeah ig understands that in order to take care of the child this is what he has to do yeah 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 yeah
1: i loved the uh the r2 unit that's like oh <laughs> i i hate like pushing her her the boat and like it's so weird looking I legs oh yeah I, I, it. I was very thrown
2: off by that yeah. but it's just
1: like oh okay and, like, is it repurposed or was it built that way i, I don't know yeah, but it's very interesting
2: yeah I mean, we see like Mandos has this attachment to IG11, and I mean, part of that's probably because I.G. has protected the child in some ways, save the, like save the child from yeah. the empire again. But I think he also sees Quill, yeah, in yeah, in this droid.:
1: Yeah, totally. And so this episode to Din, we get his name. Yep. yeah yeah dinjarin um because moff gideon knows his name yep somehow from the archives from the oh from the archives right yeah um and he also takes off his helmet oh yep. he doesn't uh ig, IG does. takes off his helmet yeah. and revealed pedro pascal's beautiful face oh, finally yeah. gets to be seen bloody <laughs> as hell like yeah. just destroyed <laughs> beat up um but that's a very vulnerable moment like masks as we've talked about and as i've said we've talked about um very like symbolic of like now he needs to be vulnerable and like yeah. show that he's he's weak and he needs his friends and right he can't do this on his own um and yeah you see him like in for its first time for the first time yeah um and is that a turning point is he gonna now be helmetless or mm. is that just a one-time thing
2: because it's ig and he's yeah, technically just a not a living yeah being um
1: i guess we'll see that in season two yeah Yeah. um but still very big turning point for him because uh yeah he now respects ig as like this other not as an other but as someone who like saved him and is part of his crew and um the child with the flamethrower
2: oh yeah yeah the little like he
1: does a little like wrist flick (laughs) he's like and then he goes and like and then the
2: flame just goes and flies back like so cool on the stormtrooper just like like moseys on and oh, like slow motion like slow motion. i'm about to destroy you all yeah he just
1: sees this little baby he's like yeah you're done We're yeah baby. baby and then yeah very cool um again uh trying to save din but like
2: yeah. saves them all which is yeah. super cool i mean so like fun story i wasn't really paying attention <laughs> as this was first coming out and when i first watched I thought, and I'd only ever seen Pedro Pascal in Narcos. Right. And so the whole series, I was like, man, this sounds like that guy from Narcos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no way. Yeah.
2: Just didn't (laughs) think. Takes the mask off. I was like, wow. Should have put those two things together. (laughs) Just didn't think to Google it. Should have just watched the credits, you know.
0: That's so funny.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Can we just take a moment to... um just big ups to Ludwig and whoever, whoever. Oh, for the for score. the music of this show. Oh, it's so Holy, good. Holy,
2: like. Yeah, Mitch likes to play it on Beat Saber. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do,
1: do, do, do. It's like, amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it might be my favorite Star Wars uh, score hmm. so far because it's very different. I like how he he. A lot of the other people like take the same motifs and kind of. Yeah do it the same but he's very different
0: it's just funny because like literally right before we started recording this you came
1: downstairs to where we're recording and you're like, oh race theme best star wars theme <laughs> ever." <laughs> called out i it's the best i, I would say race theme is john williams best score but ah, yes. ah, okay and it's so good i mean duel the Fates. it's also so good. But i
0: mean this is a star wars podcast right yeah. it's positive yeah so i don't want to throw you under the bus too much but are you saying that the mandalorian music is better than all of john williams <sighs> star wars
1: i i think for me i like the mandalorian music better i listen to it more often okay but i i mean john williams score is legendary it's like the beginning good answer and it's also yeah. technically more advanced than met like uh, ludwig's he's yeah. yeah it's very different
2: um I'll get chills if I don't listen to John Williams for a while and then listen to it. Yeah. Like I'll like I'll get like goosebumps. I don't get that with the Mandal- like the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's either.
1: very different. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot more emotional Star Wars, yeah. right. the main John Williams, but Ludwig's is very uh like intense. And like yeah. I also he uses a lot of synths and stuff, which is a yeah. big I love synths, so yeah. Very cool. And the recorder. Just yeah. a giant freaking recorder. If you've seen the behind the scenes of Mandalorian, he just like has this massive recorder that's that's the okay. which is very cool. Anyway, this isn't uh yeah. about music, but if <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on the music of Star Wars, that would be yeah. amazing.
2: Um so then any other any insights? Anything else that we want to talk about oh, with Mando man. or the Child?
1: I mean, I could keep going forever,
0: but I feel like there's so much, but uh
2: it's where? season two. Yeah. I mean
1: Maybe we can go around and just give one thing that we want to see in season two.
0: Oh, yeah! One thing we want to see whether related or not we to will?
1: those two, related to Mando and the child. Okay, I think, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I'm really interested to see if oh man i'm just interested to see like what happens like <laughs> yeah just in general
1: yeah, i mean yeah Do like we get where do they go what do we they get do? more background on the child yeah do, like like i i don't want this series to go for too long i hope it's just like a few seasons yeah like three seasons feels right to yeah me. three or four like rebels was four yeah um clone wars was obviously so many but they yeah. did it right um but like yeah three or four seasons i think and yeah how much is that going to be including the child is the child going to go back to its home is it going to go to Luke? Like, yeah. What's the child going to do? Like, cause Luke is at this point training, um, new Jedi. Right. Uh, no, true. Is, is the child one of them? I don't like, who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, Mando. Yeah. Does he continue being a bounty hunter? Does he, yeah. Uh, does he take his helmet off? Does he off settle down? Often? Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Do, does he meet, um, uh ahsoka and uh what's her name from sabine sabine, sabine yeah. and she has her helmet off and he's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah he's just like wait a second <laughs> <laughs> and yeah ahsoka like ooh, are we gonna yeah are we even gonna get ahsoka i mean it's kind of 99 confirmed but yeah um very much no trailer yet no trailer yet yeah yeah if you're listening to this before the trailer comes out. Maybe the trailer will come out tonight. Who knows? Maybe like, there is no trailer. Maybe there is no trailer. Maybe the trailer know. is the friends we met along the way.
0: Also, if you're one of those people who are just all over being like Mandalorian season two confirmed going to be absolute trash because we haven't seen a
1: trailer yet. Come on, come on. Just like I know, I'm like, I think they're just trying to with the other movies they were they revealed too much. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, well, even Solo, like they revealed way too much. Too it's early also on. so yeah. frustrating
0: that, like, every day there's more videos on Mandalorian season two news, and the news is always no trailer yet. Yeah, yeah. it's like guys, <laughs> like, halt, like I just you don't need to make a thirty-five minute video yeah. every day saying trailer's not out yet means Disney's out. Like, yeah, like Disney's yeah. out of money means
2: it's means it sucks. Yeah, it's like well, if, Rise of Skywalker had a trailer, and a bunch of the same people probably hate it. Yeah, if so like, go, trailer isn't.
0: Anything. yeah if you go into it thinking it's going to be bad you will only pick apart the things that are bad exactly. and you will hate it yeah and that's like most I mean, of star wars yeah we're 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 a positive podcast i don't want to like be hounding too much but it's just like i know people who rise of skywalker they they would not see
1: it yeah and yeah they, or they looked up the leaks and they were like yeah, I won't see it because of now. I know what happens, and yeah, I don't it's like, like it. It's like, let's just let's just enjoy these movies, and then after, critique them. Yeah, but like, know that your. I saw this tweet the other day it was like, know that your favorite Star Wars movie is someone's least favorite, and know that your least favorite is someone's favorite. Like, yeah, that's there's so much Star Wars, and I think we're even gonna get more over the next ten years of just like so much different Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, like we we got that lost stars book like it's a full-on romance young adult book yeah some Um, people love it some people don't some people love it some people don't we get that bounty hunters uh comic which is like straight up um violence (laughs) the entire time uh like star wars is for everyone cool basically well we should wrap it up yeah Yeah, it's been a while yeah that's uh episode three mandalorian the child i think we can all say that uh this is the way this is the way we have spoken we have spoken have a good one guys we like you be nice
0: stay safe